Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. This is your host, Stone Payton, and with me in the studio this morning is my good buddy and co-host, Lee Cantor. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Stone. How are things going in your world? Going really well. My wife is in town this week. She's not out in California the whole week. Wow, that's a treat. But she's on California time, so we still really aren't spending that much time together. (laughs) 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 But no, it's been a good week. How are things going for you, man? Everything's great. Well, this is going to be a fantastic segment. We have back in the studio with us Mr. David Edelman with Training Pros. Welcome back, man. Hey, good morning. How you doing? What's been going on with Training Pros lately? Oh, lots of things. The The fun thing, I think, coming up is we're going to ASTD ICE, the international conference, and we're going to be doing the radio show, as you guys know. Cool. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, lots of interviews, 20-minute interviews, big companies, LexisNexis, uh, Accenture, um, you know, the list goes on. It's going to be really fun. Well, now you got me nervous. I really? know we're going to be doing all these big, <laughs> big-time companies. They never mentioned big companies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be a lot of fun. We did something similar last year at the uh, Training Pros mm-hmm. Conference, and that was a – I mean, at the, the training, training, con- training Magazine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a blast. So we'll have fun with that. But we're going to have a good time this morning as well. It is my distinct pleasure to introduce this morning Learning and Organizational Development Manager from the Habitat for Humanity International – would you please join me in welcoming Mrs. Susan McConnell? How you doing? Great. Glad to be here. Thank you. Well, we are delighted to have you. Habitat for Humanity, most of us have heard of that. The vision that I get is swinging a hammer, uh-huh. but there's probably a lot more to that, huh? Oh, yes, there there definitely is. So uh, mission and purpose, give us an overview, if you will. Sure, sure. Habitat for Humanity well, our vision is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. And that's you know, kind of the simple way to put it. And we do that by, uh, it's a faith-based organization, so we uh, put God's love into action to bring people together. So that's that you know, whole volunteer experience that people are familiar with, to build homes, community, and hope. And how did you get involved in this? You know, that's a, kind of a longer story, but uh, I actually came from the corporate world. I was working as a learning professional for about 12 years in the business world before joining Habitat. I was looking for a way to just, you know, grow professionally and and see a bigger impact to my work. And so when I saw the opportunity at Habitat, it seemed like a really interesting opportunity. Uh, And what I didn't realize until I saw the posting, which was, I guess, a little over three years ago now, is how large and global Habitat really is. Habitat in the United States has about 1,500 affiliates. Wow. So, you know, lots of hammers swinging all around the country. (laughs) What does an affiliate mean? An affiliate is an independent nonprofit. So they carry Habitat's name, and they essentially are responsible for all of the home building, community building in its local area. And local is defined as how big of an area? Uh, It it varies. There's a lot of... uh, there's a lot of things that go into it, but mm-hmm. uh, they do have defined areas because uh, I think a long time ago they used to kind of overlap and right. people were confused about where But there's 1,500 in America? There's 1,500 just in the United States. And then we also have organizations carrying Habitat's name in 70 countries around the world. So we have uh, area offices in Europe, Middle East, and Africa, mm-hmm. Latin America, the Caribbean, and Asia Pacific. So 
you know, when I was looking for a new opportunity, I had come from these very large corporations. Right. And what I realized... Were they global? Uh, I was at Bank of America, which mm-hmm. had a global presence right. in India. The Home Depot had was at the time doing some work in China and Mexico and Canada, of course. Um, and I had also worked with Singular Wireless um, previously before it became AT&T. Right. So I had worked for these very large uh, companies. And when I saw the opportunity at Habitat and realized just the big scope that of their work and what they were doing, it seemed like a real natural fit for me to come in and, and have this opportunity to work at that global scale. And then uh, also, you know, through my work as a learning professional, you see that impact a little more clearly than I had been in these, these right, bigger big organizations. Right? How, how is it different to work for a big corporation as opposed to a nonprofit? Well, you know, one of the differences that stands out immediately is that mission focus that we were just talking about. And it's something that everyone at all levels of the organization, you know, no matter where they are in the organization, they know our vision, they know our mission, and they're very committed and dedicated to it. I've seen that level of commitment to a mission, you know, in certain individuals within the business environment. You you may see that here and there. Right. But I've never seen it at such an organizational level. Uh, and it makes it a very exciting place to work because you're just working alongside these really dedicated, passionate, right? passionate professionals. Um, many of them come from a wide variety of backgrounds. A lot of them are very highly educated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's something that we all share, no matter what our background is, is we really believe in this mission. So uh, that's that's one thing that I think really stands out about the experience. Um, but there's there's some other things as well. I mean, obviously, the funding model right. is very different. <laughs> now, um, where does the money come from? And it's not all money, right? Some of it is materials, or is it money first, and then you just go it, buy the materials? It's a or? combination. You know, there's and and I'm not an expert in our funding model, so uh, our, we have a resource development that we'll send you to a class. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, That's but, a development opportunity. Right. But in terms of our work in the learning and development area, you know, a lot of uh, of what we're uh, able to do is because of our partnerships with corporations and with other NGOs. Mm-hmm. So there's this organization called Lingos, which stands for Learning in NGOs. And it's essentially a consortium of NGOs, and just to name a few, I wish I could name them all, but there's probably about 100 that are members now, uh, Save the Children, Catholic Relief Services, World Wildlife Federation. You know, so you're able to share best practices and kind of get some economy of scale? Exactly, exactly. So we come together, we share resources. You know, if somebody's created a course on a certain topic that another organization say, hey, we have that same Right, need. so it's not like, oh, this is my thing. It's proprietary. Exactly. I'm not going to tell anybody. This is our secret sauce. Your guys are more apt to share. Right, exactly. And so that's really, I mean, it's it's a great benefit of being a member of that organization. Um, and uh, we also, through that organization, have a lot of partnerships with e-learning companies. Mm-hmm. And they're able to provide us with things like um, software authoring tools, e-learning art. It's very, Lingos is very focused on um, mostly e-learning uh-huh. resources. So uh, we have memberships with the e-learning guild is one of their supporters. Articulate is one of their supporters. So we're able to actually have a lot of access to really great tools and resources. What we're often lacking is more the staffing side and the people right, to actually sure. do this work with us. So what are some of the topics? What kinds of classes do you make available for your folks? You know, they range. And, and this is really one of the, 
another great thing about working in a nonprofit is that you get to work in all these different areas. So yeah. in my time at Habitat, I've done courses, you know, our, our fundamental orientation courses about the history and vision of Habitat. I've done courses for our disaster response group and, and talking about the framework that we work. A lot of people don't realize that Habitat actually does disaster response I, I didn't until just now. Right, right. We've got a big effort, um, I think, in, in uh, after Hurricane Sandy, you know, sent a lot of vans up there with tools mm-hmm. to help rebuild in that area. Uh, and that would make sense, I guess, because you guys are so good at putting up houses quickly, right? So then that would be transferable in a disaster exactly. environment. Exactly. And disaster, I mean, that's one of the, you know, biggest ways that people lose their homes around the world. So it's natural that we would respond to help them rebuild. How did that come about? Were you around when that, when they started getting involved in disasters? You know, I don't know exactly when they started getting involved, but it was was way before. Mission, right? The the initial mission wasn't that, was it? Uh, You know, the the initial mission has always been to, you know, build communities and and build homes, uh, or. not just build homes, but just help make sure people have homes. Right. So it, it's a natural fit. I don't know exactly when it... Because it, it seems like it's a slight pivot. You know, like it's on makes point perfect of what sense, you did, but I it makes like sense. It. That would be interesting to, to hear how that came about. Yeah, well, you know, you, you can go on to uh, the Habitat.org uh-huh. website, and you'll find a lot of information about the history and our work in disaster response. And mm-hmm. it has a timeline there, and it shows all the different countries we've worked in doing disaster response around the world. We mm-hmm. responded uh, in Haiti and the Philippines, a lot of places where you're, you're seeing a lot of natural disasters happening. Have you yourself gone and participated? Can you swing a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I can swing a hammer. I can, I can paint. Uh, I can do a lot of the, the construction activities. But I am much better uh-huh. at the learning and learning. development side of it. So. <laughs> do... do um, do you encourage all of the people to participate and actually build, be part of the building? Oh, sure, sure. When you come to Habitat, I mean, that's one of the things they look for when they're hiring is, you know, what kind of experience do you have? What do you know about our organization? Right. And then even if you don't have the experience, you know, once you join, it's just inevitable you're, gonna you're going to get involved. At, at yeah, some you, point. <laughs> it, you get caught up in the in the fever. Uh-huh. So, What's it like to be on site when, it, you know, when there's just land there and then all of a sudden there's a home there? You know, it's a pretty amazing experience, and what you find even more amazing is you're working alongside the homeowner, um, Mm -hmm. and there's a dedication once they... Once the home's finished and, you know, you have this great dedication, you give the homeowner the key. And that too It's like is, tears are flowing, yeah, right? That's the most incredible experience mm-hmm. that, that people really, I think, if they have the opportunity to be there when the, ha- the keys are handed over, it really stands out. And then is that a must? They, the, the homeowner must participate in the building of it? Each affiliate, uh, there is a requirement that homeowners participate and do some sort of sweat equity, it's mm-hmm. called. Um, and, you know, each affiliate will have different ways that they can do that. Right. So that's going to be down at that independent affiliate level and how they carry that out. You know, if you or I, either one, Lee, got anywhere near a tool, somebody would get hurt. Right. But even if you're not handy, there's still a way to participate in all this. Right? I mean, we can carry stuff and be the what my wife calls the yo lacy. You know, yo lacy, go get that <laughs> and bring it over here. I mean, there's still ways to contribute even if we're not particularly handy people, right? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, usually there's somebody on site who can, can show you uh, how to do things. Uh, <laughs> right. There's lots of volunteers around who can, you know, support you as you're, as you're learning new skills. Uh, and and it's not the only way to volunteer and give back as well. And I think especially for the listeners of this program, you know, in terms of learning and development, there's lots of opportunities for people to 
volunteer their time developing learning programs or presenting wow. workshops um, both on a local level with their Habitat affiliate or on a global level through the Lingos organization. So how about on the organizational development side? Tell us a little bit about that. Does that involve consulting with the execs and helping them get better at, I don't know, strategy, managing change, all that kind of good stuff? Sure, yeah. There's a lot of organizational development work. Uh, we have a strategic, we're actually implementing a new strategic plan this year, uh, mm. rolling that out. So we're very involved. It's You can imagine, I think one of the things I mentioned earlier about working in an NGO is this passion and 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 commitment to Habitat's mission and vision. And so when you have organizational change or any kind of uh, decisions that might you know, change the way we're working, people feel very passionate about that. And so there is this need to work through that very carefully and, and con- you know, considerately and use a lot of these organizational development models and methods that are available to us. So you find that the stronger the, the, that the passion and uh, the belief in, in the existing uh, status quo is, then the tougher it is to change. I mean, it's great to have right up until you're ready to change it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it, it makes sure, you know, I think one thing you, you definitely are not lacking is participation and, right. <laughs> and getting people's input into the process. So. Because they're, when they are emotionally that connected with something, it's personal then, yeah. right? And that's right. where it's a little different from a corporate environment where if, if corporate says, you know, do this, and everybody's like, oh, well, we've got to do this. But right. But in your case, they're like, why should we do this? This is working. You know, they yeah, more, have right, more opinions, exactly. more passionately. So how exactly. do you work through that? That sounds like a, it could be a challenge. You know, it, it's a challenge, but it's one that we happily accept because it means that we're listening. And right. uh, we, we take seriously taking that input in and making right. sure we're responding to it. So um, listening is well, important, huh? Right. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, just making sure we're allowing the time. We started the strategic planning process, I, I think, a couple of years ago, actually, and, and started looking for input through surveys. And, you know, knowing that that's the environment that we work in, we can plan for it and make right. sure we're, we're taking the time. Now, do you do, like, beta tests in smaller – like, if you have an idea, do you put it out there in a smaller way to see how it goes or – No, it, they're all in, it, baby. They pull the trigger and they all, jump in. It's all top – is it – how do you kind of um, – Give stuff a try in a way that is productive. Well, you know, in terms of the strategic planning, that's at a level that I'm not really involved in. So, right. you know, they're definitely I'm, – I'm participating in it. I'm not personally driving it myself. Uh, I know that they're having a lot of – they have a lot of community meetings, a lot of forums and surveys and take a lot of input and just move through it carefully. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of the learning programs that I'm involved in, you know, it, it's a similar – approach where you know i work on a global level we have learning colleagues in the area offices around the world and so when i'm looking at a program that i'm working on i definitely need to start by reaching out for input from them and making sure that i'm including that uh and considering what their needs are as we're driving this out and we're able to do some amount of piloting as we roll these things out, uh, but definitely keeping them involved in the process all the way from the beginning is important. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't want to be involved, you know, I kind of Could, get get but, out there and, but don't and find they out what be? they More times than not, I'm sure they want to have their oh, opinion Oh, they heard. do want to. I, it should, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say they don't want to, but... Uh, they're the, just busy. They're right? busy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, rolling out the new uh, courseware related to, uh, you know, our, our vision and mission or... Mm-hmm. Um, history is maybe not their top priority at the sure. time that I'm, I'm working right. on it. So, 
that's the word you were looking for, piloting. We'll piloting. use that in Dallas at the ASTD that's thing. Right. And think that, that we know what we're talking about. You just make <laughs> a, like a cue card and just hold it up. Hold it up for you. Well, actually, if you could just get all the buzzwords on one cue <laughs> card and just <laughs> throw them up and, and we'll use them. So all this learning, organizational development, this stuff is, is difficult enough with, with people drawing a paycheck. And I know you've, you've got staff resources, I'm sure, but you're working with all of these volunteers. Speak, if you would, to some of the unique challenges in serving the volunteer population and getting them behind the shared vision. That's, got a, that's a whole different animal, isn't it? Well, you know, the shared vision and mission is really one of our strengths in drawing volunteers to our work. And uh, I can just tell you, as an example, uh, I worked with a couple of volunteers specifically to develop some e-learning courses for Habitat. And, you know, they specifically requested to work with Habitat on this program because they they knew about our work and they were drawn to it. And keeping them involved, that vision and mission really is a part of what keeps them engaged and, and interested in continuing to work through this uh, program. But there's other ways as well. Um, I want to spend a few minutes talking about this program that Lingo's, uh sure. is yeah, running absolutely. right now. It's called Global Give Back, and it's an opportunity. Uh, I think I started to mention that uh, learning professionals can volunteer their expertise and their time to cr- help create e-learning resources for this uh, global NGO community. Mm-hmm. And this is the fifth re- fifth year that the program has been running now, and so each year we, uh, the volunteers tell us what a tremendous experience it is, and, and really that, that meaningful work is a big piece of what they get out of it. But there's a few other benefits of it as well. You know, if, if you need a little more than the mission and the vision to, to really uh, make you committed on your evenings and weekends, mm-hmm. you know, for a period of several months sometimes. And so some of the other benefits that there, that are offered through this program, it's done in, in partnership with the e-learning guild. And there is an optional competition element to it. So if you want oh, to cool. right <laughs> competition that kind of <laughs> incentivizes people sometimes but if you want to enter the course you create into this competition it'll be judged along with other courses by an international panel and the awards and the recognition are given out at the learning solutions conference in Orlando Florida i think the next one coming up is in early 2014 so it's a great way to get professional recognition for the for the time you're spending volunteering and and getting you know it's a meaningful personal experience, but you can also get some professional recognition out of it as well. What, what's an example of some of the modules that have been uh, you know put out there? Well, the one that uh, was done for Habitat was on our values. It was mm-hmm. part of our standard orientation, but we have uh, there have been courses, uh, and I don't remember the titles. I'm sorry, but spe- specifically. There have been courses uh, related to the health sector. Uh, and this is, I think, another great benefit of participating in this program if you're a learning professional and you're wanting to try out a different content area. A lot of times learning professionals kind of get typecast into right, a certain yeah. content area. And so we have uh, NGOs who have are working in the world health area. They're working in microfinance. They're working in economic development. So, you know, there have been courses in, in, in all of these different topics, um, management, uh, leadership, pro, you know, topics. So they, they can be a wide variety of so topics. So they're just available, all these modules are available, and then who gets access to it? Anybody that's a member of this group? Normally they're for the staff of these NGOs. So, mm-hmm. you know, just like any large corporate uh, organization, we are 
we have organizational development, learning development right. needs as well. These are very large global uh, organizations, and you know we have we have a need for strong leaders, and so we want to provide them with leadership development resources and and programs. Uh, they're out there in the field doing their work following project management methodologies, and so we, we want to have courses and training available for them on project management. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to recruit and retain right. people, so we need to know how to best hire and interview people, how to do performance management right. So all of these topics are, are very similar to what you would see in a corporate environment as well. Right. Um, and, and so, you, you know, depending on which NGO you work with, you might be able to choose, you know, from among these options. And then you can customize it uh, for yourself? For your group, right through Lingos because they make all these pr- courses available. Uh, you know, if you work, let's say, with Habitat on a course, we would make that course available to any of these other NGOs who might that you would share, like kind of open source. Right, exactly. Right? Yep. These guys are a lot better about sharing, I think, than uh, some of our <laughs> friends in the in the private sector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the relationship between you and Training Pros, how, how do you know this character, David Aylman? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that, I, I, maybe I should let David explain that. Well, you know, I've, I've been involved through ASTD with um, volunteering for Habitat for a while now, and that's oh, okay. another opportunity we could talk about. I can throw in a plug well, I bet for you it. could carry a lot of plywood. <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty big fella, <laughs> right? Um, what I've been doing is helping with the computer training classes. So the, it, huh. with the speaking of the affiliates with the Atlanta affiliate, so for Atlanta Habitat, ASTD, Atlanta ASTD chapter, um, does a class six times a year where we, um, there's actually a, a program where new homeowners, there's a company that volunteers, or I'm sorry, donates computers for the new homeowners. But part of the requirement for them to get the computers, they have to go through this class. Uh-huh. So we do a four-hour kind of introduction to computer class. And it's really a lot of fun. I've been doing that for about three years now. And so that's kind of how, you know, um, I'm involved with Habitat and kind of long way around how, uh, you know, got involved with Susan so, you know, relationship manager, a training pro, so Habitat for Humanity is one of my So give us your perspective, clients. just your, your what you feel like you're getting out of it personally from being involved. Forget about the whole business side of right, stuff. Pretend just, Susan's not here. Yeah, pretend like Susan's not here. I mean, because you obviously are not going to put that kind of energy into something like this unless you're personally really getting something out of it. It's, it's yeah, yeah, I've been involved with, you know, uh, the community involvement team uh, with ASTD, and it's a great opportunity to be able to use you know, what I feel is my talents, you know, as, as somebody who can design and deliver training, um, you know, I could go out there, like you said, maybe I could haul a lot of wood, but I don't know. If I'm not a building expert. <laughs> right. My wife will tell you I'm not that handy. Um, but, uh, but I can, you know, design and deliver training programs. And so to be able to use something that's my talent in, in a way that's, you know, giving back to the community is, is a great feeling. Um, you know, it just feels like a better fit for me. So I've been doing that. And the, just to... Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can volunteer. Again, you know, with designing courses, teaching courses, we have folks that sit in with the homeowners. Uh, we call them tech partners to help them get through the class to learn the computers. So there's a lot of different ways to volunteer. It's really, um, really rewarding. You know, you've got folks that have h- hardly ever touched a computer. They don't know how to use a mouse. Yeah. And by the end of four hours, they can actually, you know, create a, a very basic Excel spreadsheet. They can do a Word document, so it's a really great feeling. So my mom and dad already have a very nice home, but uh, I wonder, could I still sign them up for your computer? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they know what a mouse is. <laughs> well, we also, uh, maybe at the, one of the Goodwill Career Centers, we also do uh, computer training at uh, Goodwill uh, 
at the career centers as well. But, but you have throngs of people that feel just like he does. I mean, what a blessing. I mean, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Volunteers are, well, ASTD has a saying, volunteers are the heartbeat of our chapter. And, and volunteers right. are really uh, a key element of, of, of our work and what enables us to do our work. So definitely they're a huge gift to us. And then you you probably have to do some explaining that you don't have to be handy to participate, right? I'm sure that's some the people, theme of this show. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people probably think, well, I can't, you know, hammer. Absolutely not. I, right. I don't have any construction skills, so I can't participate. But there are lots of ways to participate. There are lots of ways to participate. Whether you want to help build homes, you if you want to help develop learning right. programs, as as uh, David just mentioned, we have actually restores now. A lot of people aren't aware of Habitat restores, which what is are. That? Our retail operation, it's uh, where we take gently used uh, home goods and Mm -hmm. uh, sell those. And the the money that comes in from those sales goes back to support the local Habitat affiliate. So you can get involved by volunteering in a restore. Uh, or you can, you know, I think there's lots of opportunities. And actually, you know, David mentioned ASTD's website. I should also, uh, I'd be remiss not to, mm. to mention how you can find out what the opportunities are with Habitat in your community. Uh, there's, uh, if you go to Habitat.org and click Get Involved, there's an option to uh, volunteer locally. You'll put in your zip code. Your local affiliate will come up, and you can can go to their website and see what their opportunities are in your uh, area. Is there a... Uh, uh, one need that you see more often than others in in the uh, each affiliate. Well, yeah, obviously con- construction is a big focus. Uh-huh. Um, we're also working towards advocacy and really getting the message out about what poverty housing is like and how we, as a community, can can work together to solve that. So, so there really are uh, a lot of needs. Um, just those are a couple that I can mention right away. Mm-hmm. And maybe understanding the path if you're. Um if you're in a situation where you need the help from Habitat for Humanity, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, a, a you know, smaller, I hope now, but a, a, a large segment of people that don't even know how to go about getting the help. So that's part of the communication and all that stuff, too. Right, right? to become a homeowner through right. Habitat. Yeah. And you can find that again. I hate to keep no, referring no, no, this, to our this website. Is what, this but is why we're doing this, yeah. Yeah, there's a, under the Habitat.org website, you can go and uh, I not seeing the computer in front of me, so I'm, I'm a little, the navigation to this is a little, not as much in my head, but but there is an option there. Again, you would want to look up your local affiliate. Right. Uh, so you could use the same. Right, you go by zip code and then right. you can get to the person that can help you. Right, right. You definitely want to start with your local affiliate, though, because they're the ones that are going to work with you. So technology, surprisingly to me at least, plays a really large role in your ability to to serve, to support the volunteers, and and serve the the people in in need. Uh, is this extending to getting stuff on mobile phones and all that stuff? Have you guys got an eye toward that kind of thing? It's obviously you're taking advantage of the of the web learning and the computers. Yeah, our resource development group has probably got a way you can donate through the web phone. I, I think there are several ways to do that. Right. Uh, we haven't gotten our training onto the mobile devices yet. I bet yet. it's coming. <laughs> I bet it's coming at it, some point, At right? some point, we, we probably will. And and there may even be an affiliate who's gotten ahead. Right. This is one of the great things about being in a this affiliated, federated type of organization right. is a lot of times our affiliates are able to innovate and create things that we you know in our in our central support role are are able to pick up and then sort of extend out through the whole now the, since the e-learning is so important yeah, through your company is it when a like you say you set up the people with a computer uh, in their new homes 
Is there some e-learning for them that's available that helps them with, like, maybe job skills or certain? I actually you know, refer them to the Goodwill, Goodwill web, site, yeah. website right. that David just mentioned because that's really what their focus is, uh-huh. is helping So people. once they're in the home, then another group kind of takes right. the baton and then helps them? Is that how it works? Yeah, there's a, there's a website. Uh, is it G? Good. Learn free. Learn free. Yeah. Okay. Dot org. <laughs> Die I hard. Believe. Yeah. I, I believe. I could <laughs> be wrong, but so I believe you, it's learnfree.org. You set them up with the computer, and then you yeah. put that little portal on the computer, and we, then they have access to it there, and they learn how to use that. We one of the things we show them in the computer training class is how to use the internet. You know how right. to surf the internet. We do show them that website. Um, it's a really fantastic resource for anybody, really. I mean, you can learn almost anything on that website. <laughs> yeah, I actually refer it to a lot of our staff, too, because there's, there's Microsoft training. It's actually, now that it's coming back to me, GCF, GCFlearnfree.org. Fr- right. uh-huh. And so, you know, they have Microsoft application courses on it. There's um, job skills, computer right. skills. But there's also, you know, they're just continuing to add to that library constantly. You can, uh, if you like them on Facebook, you'll you'll see then whenever you, they're making updates. Whenever something new is. Wow, that's yeah. great. Well, and what a multiplier. I mean, you're addressing shelter needs. You're providing that safety, security, belonging, I'm sure, to so all, all these, these needs that, that all humans have. And then you're layering on top of that. Now you're increasing their ability to, to get out there and, and be productive and stay connected with the outside world. Yeah, and stays, that's fair. So you almost have to have a computer. Right? Man, you guys both must just sleep really well at night. I have made the world a better place today. It is a good feeling. It is. It's a lot of fun. So what's next for you guys? Where are you going to be putting your energy in the coming months, you think? Are you just going to be nose to the grindstone on all the stuff we've been talking about? Supporting our strategic plan rollout is most likely. That's the biggie. Yeah, that's going to be our big one. All right. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you both in the studio again to, today, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. We'd love to hear from you periodically and, and, and get a handle on what's going on, because from, from what we heard in this conversation, it wouldn't surprise me if you had a half a dozen brand new efforts the next time we talk to you. It may be the case. <laughs> it may be. They come constant, very quickly and, and fast. So, <laughs> All right. Let's do it one more time. We'll make sure that they know how to get to the website and any other contact information or coordinates you'd like our listeners to have. Sure. Well, I think I, I mentioned a couple. I, I want to make sure they know how to get involved if they're interested in participating in the global give back right. through Lingos. And that would be uh, there's a couple of ways on LinkedIn. If you join the group called Global Give Back, that's an easy so one you can to remember. Search for Global Give Back in your LinkedIn. Yes, looked in, look in the groups for LinkedIn mm-hmm. and for uh, Habitat.org. And that's it's, a great site. Then yep. just plug in your zip code and you can drill down to the right. affiliate that's near you. And then finally, astdatlanta.org. Good yeah, stuff. And you can find the community involvement link there and a bunch of different opportunities, but Habitat listed among those as well. I still want to see you haul plywood. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again so much. It really has been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio it's today. It's been a pleasure for me as well. Thank you so much. And hopefully our, some of our listeners will be inspired to, I think to go will. ahead and get involved. How can they not? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor. Our guest this morning, David Edelman and Susan McConnell, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next week on Learning Insights.